I gotta start off by apologizing. Uh, oh, we'll get to it. We get to it, Sean. Uh, our podcast got deleted, which was really unfortunate. No one's fault. Just these things happen sometimes. But we're we're, we're all glad to be back, especially Matt, who you haven't heard in like a week. Miss that guy, little fella. I'm just a little fella. Yeah. So, '80s one hit wonders this week. Just cause, right? Just cause. Just cause. Uh, we did the '90s one a, w- a while ago, and I think when we were finishing that, we realized, oh man, we should have done the '80s. '80s seems like the era of one-hit wonders. There's so many. I feel like everyone had because I feel like music videos are a big part of that. Everybody had to have the hit on the MTV, so they had mm-hmm. to get out there and make their hit single and their music video. Lots of pop, new wave came into play and and out of play. And out of play. People trying to sound like the future, but now you're just, that's that's really 80s. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, some of it is pretty cool. Some of it's not. Sure. I look yeah. forward to diving into I like into some of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> that's very reassuring. Well, let's just jump right into it. Okay. Uh, the first on our list, a classic, 8675309, Jenny by Tommy Two-Tone. song just like straight up rocks i i feel like with the 80s there wasn't a lot of like 80s rock it was either pop or like hair metal so it's nice when you get a song that's just like rock i don't know if it rocks, no, it, rocks. it rocks in like a goofy white guy kind of way like i guess like huey lewis these, when you see these guys play live you're like they're having a good good time they're they're rocking to the best of their abilities they can't really rock any more than this everyone in that band looks like they're somebody's dad Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is the most memorable phone number of all time, just about like after 911, I feel like. Pretty much. My, uh, my initial eighth grade band, the Grease Buckets, played this song. But then we had to stop playing the song because we wrote another song that sounded like too much like <laughs> But I, it was fun to play. I mean, it is. It kind of makes me like wish Tommy Two Tone. I mean, I guess a lot of one hit wonders make you wish that they wrote more catchy songs mm-hmm. but they didn't really the best part is you know when you're 13 14 you, you call the number yeah. and there was some guy in Redmond that had the number and his answering machine was like him singing the song and then rem- I remember one time we were at Kristen's house like for a birthday party and Kristen Shaw the actress yeah the actress <laughs> <laughs> and uh and we called it but then the guy picked up and we're like, uh, we just want to hear your answering machine. Sorry, can you not pick up? Well, he's like, you're having, you're having a party? <laughs> <laughs> like you wanted to come over. All right. 
That's where it got creepy and the conversation ended. <laughs> you got eighteen year olds over there. You gotta have balls to have that number. I feel because you're gonna get a call like at least a di- once a day. That would be like, is this Tommy Tuta? <laughs> I wonder if you can like ask for it in your area. Like, just put I, I bet people auction that shit off. Like, yeah. I'm moving. I'm selling this. Maybe. I feel like that's hell to have that number. That would be so cool if someone's like, oh, can I get your number? Like, eight six seven five three. They'd always remember. <laughs> just it. sing it every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they'd be like, seriously, what is it? Give me your number. Yeah, and they yeah, just go on. No, it's a gift and a curse. This is a phone number of a legend now. No one would believe the, that you actually had it. But it wow. was it was actually Jenny's phone number, wasn't it? Yeah, a real Jenny. They I wrote feel, the song about. I feel like the story was it was like Jenny was one of the one of the bandmates' girlfriends, and then the, the lead singer wrote this song. Yeah, I think so. That's kind of fucked up. I don't think they stay together, and I think you know she had to get rid you of that phone could, number. You think this could like at some point. they would allow it? This something like this these days. I, don't like, I feel like I'm surprised. You can't that, stop art, man. I guess, but like, like you never see a actual phone number in a movie or whatever. It's always five five five. And that's you know? because like enough movies, like movies use real phone numbers in the beginning, but yeah. just people are dumb enough that any time they saw a phone number in a movie, someone's like, "Well, I gotta call it because it might be that character from the movie." <laughs> There's a slim chance, but I gotta know for sure. Yeah, yeah. people are dumb. But this song's pretty great. I, don't, I genuinely like it. Like, I don't think it's... It's not that cheesy to me. Like, I can understand why some people are like... No, so not really. But I, I think it's a genuinely good song. So. Definitely one that holds up in comparison to the rest, because it's not just swimming in synthesizers. Or like the, or like the electronic drums. Rock, yeah. Electronic drums with, like, hella snare. It's, like, really loud. <laughs> It's like a really loud snare in the eighties. This is good old fashioned. So I, th- I think roll. it's, I think it's one to consider. All right, I agree. Consider it considered. Let's move on to another numbered tune. Ninety nine Luft Balloons by Nina. 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 You gotta get to the big drum hit. <laughs> That's when the song really picks up. <laughs> this is danceable. There's some clapping. There. Mm. 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 Yeah. What it beats. Uh, in all honesty, this is a song that I'm incredibly sick of. Because oh, yeah? in my first year of German class, you had to hear it all the time because it was in German. Was Everything it? remotely German, we always had to just play. This over is why you guys took again. German, right? So you can understand this song. <laughs> 99 Luft Balloons. What's that mean? What's a, what's a Luft Balloon? Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't know. You guys learned a lot. Is yeah. a balloon a balloon in German? I believe balloon a, a balloon. balloon is a balloon. Well, it's weird because there's an American version of the song, too, and I feel like it's called, like, Red Balloons or something yeah. different. But red isn't loof, so I just think it means, like, high, like, in the air. Could red be, like, a, a specific shade? A specific shade of red could be loof? I'm pretty sure it's not red. Like, this is crimson balloons. Crimson? Crimson balloons. Did this have any communist overtones? I think it did have something to do with like war. Like their mistaken balloons is like explosions or mm. 
Some cold... I don't know if it's Cold War or... Because, you know, there's that time when East and West Germany were, like, feuding. Well, that time <laughs> over the last 50 years. I feel like we could actually do some research, but, nah, we'll just speculate on what this foreign song <laughs> It's all means. about Wigan. I think it's about balloons, and they're like, oh, there's, like, explosions. Let's fight the balloons. That's my theory. Um... Beyond this baseless speculation, <laughs> I do enjoy the song. It's, it's it's fun. It's very upbeat. I mean, it's it's so catchy that it transcends language. Like, how many songs do you think of that? that the melody is so good, uh, it doesn't even matter that it's in a different language. I thought you were going to say transcends lameness. <laughs> it does that too. <laughs> I guess so. It's so cool. <laughs> It's I don't so know. Lame, I, I, it's like fine. It's catchy, but I just feel like this is like Tiffany could have done this song. It's like that kind of artist, and I don't know. It's just too cheesy for me, my personal liking, and I'm sick of it. So, <laughs> see, when I took German, they, I don't think the teacher ever played it. It was a first year thing for some reason. I suppose. Well, I think it's because well, there's always German one too. person, like like a Josh Setton who's like, dude, let's listen, teacher, let's listen to that one song again. Josh Setton from the band The Foo Fighters. What? <laughs> We're always dropping names that no one has any idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's so trying you to just, make them seem like they're celebrities. So you just make us less credible by <laughs> yeah, making sure. them fake celebrities? <laughs> but I understand this is like a pretty landmark 80s song, you know, in a way. At least in one hit, in the one hit wonders world, it's a pretty big deal. Makes me want to listen to Kusin Verboten, but it's like ninety one, yeah, ninety two, or ninety two. Yeah, should have put. Well, they had lots of hits. <sighs> Did they? Well, yeah, Deep Princeton. Well, we're only talking about American hits, I think, on this list. Yeah, Was that an American hit? No, <laughs> no. Otherwise, Loverboy would be all over this. They're not one hit wonders. They no, they had other hits. Man. Okay, that's good. So, what about? Are we just keeping it on, keeping everything on? Is it one of those kind of lists? <laughs> I don't know about that. I, but I like. 99, I like ninety-nine. But if you're not, if if you're pretty down on this, I don't need it on the list. I can live without it. Well, let's keep it for now. I think we got three to one vote. Okay, cool. How about about a hit from Down Under? Beds are burning by Midnight Oil. Out where the river broke, the bloodwood. This song is all about the build up to the chorus, so it might be a little while because it's really epic chorus. I just remember we were listening to this in the car. This summer. <laughs> and Colin and I were like, oh, this is all right. But you were like, seriously, I'm, I'm going to find out what this is. <laughs> this rocks. Because I'd never heard it before. It was the first time ever. And since then, I've been listening to this song all throughout this summer. This is the song of my 2012 summer. Some song from the 80s by some Australian band called Midnight Oil. Who I feel like is really big in Australia. I feel like it's great that a band called Midnight Oil has burning in the, in the title of their hit oh song. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice. All right, here's a sweet epic chorus. So you just gotta, gotta hear this for a minute. Much passion. I feel like they were trying to, like, this is a really clever metaphor. Beds are burning. 
because like people are being like complacent to some tragedy that's going on in yeah. Australia, maybe. But it's not that clever. No one sleeps in a burning bed. That's not a common problem. Well, it's like I feel I don't feel like it's someone sitting down their own bed. I feel like it's like how can you tell when there's people in other countries that are being like and all this you know shit's going down. Shit's how can you tell down. when their beds are burning? You can't because you're not there unless you do something. People tell me about it most of the time. They tell me to give money. Just quarters. I think this song's a little smarter than you're giving it credit. (laughs) Uh, The lead lead singer of this band I was looking up, he's actually like a politician now in Australia too. Nice. He's now his name's Peter Garrett, but now he's the Honorable Peter Garrett. (laughs) So they were all into their their metaphors and their messages and everything. What I like about the lead singer of Midnight Oil is he's this tall bald guy he's like 6'4 he looks like a bad guy from Road Warrior or something <laughs> he's just totally awesome and this like the verse of this song is really Australian the choruses are more like straightforward when we, when we first heard it we were like oh it's just like some hard rock band or something but you listen to the verse it's like out well the river out that's Australian person I actually saw <laughs> I saw a live video where they're playing it with a didgeridoo Nice. Uh, I was gonna say there's not very much didgeridoo in this. Thing. I know it's a bit of a letdown in that or department. Or boomerangs. <laughs> it's the sound of boomerangs twirling. Where is and it? It has a sweet like synthetic drum <laughs> fills. I mean they're kind of they're kind of corny in between the choruses, but the song's really grown on me, so I'm really excited about it. I say that like it's new. Like what's gonna happen <laughs> next for Midnight Oil? Big well, things. Didn't you say they were fairly successful in Australia? In Australia, yeah, they're really, they're really big. It's like their big country. I'd say that's about right. We'll get there, guys. We'll get there. Uh, but next up is Cars by Gary Newman. <laughs> This is one of those artists that was trying to be like, I'm going to predict the future. <laughs> this is the future. Because when I think about this song, I don't think about a regular car. I think about like the Back to the Future car. Personally. Uh, I don't know if I think about that, but uh, like what you said the intro, this is definitely one of those songs that they're like, this is what music is going to sound like in the future. But now it's like, no, that's exactly what 80s music sounds like. A little interesting note, the song was released in 1979. What? But it entered the American charts in 1980, so we're good. Because I feel like most people associate this as an 80s song. Yeah. So it's, I think it's I think it, it passes the test. But it was a hit in the UK beforehand. So how, how does this guy like get famous for being a musician with that? I just not about it. Why? <laughs> Looks like it's old like, dork too. Yeah, like like. How do you like? How does the A and R guy be like? Oh yeah, this guy is gonna be huge. Well, first he had a he had another band that was popular before this band, or before him his solo career. So that's where he got his notoriety. So he's like, hey, I can launch a solo career even though I'm a big dork. That's what <laughs> he said. Yeah, it's gonna be out his grave. Uh, we write a lot of tombstones on this podcast now. <laughs> talking about graves. But I like I like the sense. I mean, they're 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 definitely dated, uh, but they they're cool. Mm-hmm. That's a sound that I can't 
Just that. Uh, I, I can't think of really any unique synth sound. Yeah, it's a, it's a unique sound. This is a. I've actually listened to the, this whole album that it's on. It's actually really good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sounds like this spread over eleven songs. But this is like the last song on that album, isn't it? Second to last. Like, you have to work your way to it. Yeah. I mean, all the songs are pretty good, but I, I'd be lying. If I didn't say that, I'm, I'm just waiting for cars in the back of my mind, even though there's some other good I like how it doesn't, have a, it doesn't have a chorus. That's cool. Nah, it doesn't need know. one. It just has a tambourine break. I think it has like a bridge later. I like that snare hit, too. That's 80s drums, or I guess late 70s, early 80s drums used for good. Yeah. You could use it for bad when you overuse it. Especially if you put it in the wrong genre. Like if you put that kind of drum in a rock song. Yeah. Gonna open a vortex into hell, <laughs> or to the future. Either or. Yeah, basically the same thing, right? But I, I like this song. There's nothing I, I don't like about it. Yeah, that's awesome. The guy is a big dork, though. Yeah, that's okay. We appreciate dorks on this podcast. They're embraced with loving arms. Is Gary Newman your choice for a guy you wish wasn't a one-hit wonder on this list? What do you mean? Well, you said you liked the whole album. Yeah. I mean, did you even seek out a whole album for anyone else on this list? Yeah. Yeah? In fact, it's the next artist we'll be talking about. Go on. Dexy's Midnight Runners with Come On Eileen. Like you gotta go one way or another with this song. You either love it or despise it. <laughs> Who despises this song? I just I can imagine, alright? I can I've seen things that lead me to believe that people could really hate this song. Uh, but fortunately I'm on the love it side. Cool violin. It's like Celtic folk pop. Yeah. What a concept. That in itself is intriguing. And then just put that on top of the fact that it's just a genuinely great song. It's interesting and has lots of different parts. Yeah, I've listened to this whole album. This is the last song on this album. Uh-huh. Make it work for they it. They just make you want to, yeah, just <laughs> be, get really excited. Well, if they know excited. you have a monster hit, they put it on the, Build the up first. The end, yeah. They know you'll just skip the rest. <laughs> they want to make you listen to the whole album. Uh, their first album's good, too. Whoa. Yeah. You went through the catalog. I, well, their first two albums. I think that's all they made, then they broke up. So, yeah, I've listened to the entire Dexy's Midnight Runner catalog. Wow. I'm impressed. Like, genuinely impressed. I'm not saying that sarcastically. Okay. Put down. Huh? What do they wear overalls? Is that like an Irish thing? Whatever kind of. You want to have the answer to that? <laughs> don't look like overalls. In the video. I feel like in the in the video, on the cover of the album, he's doing something else. Sweet painting is all sad. Yeah. The painting, right? It's not like a really realistic or really fake photograph. Nah, that's, that's a painting. That shit's a painting. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I wish... Yeah, everybody's got to check this out right now. Whatever you are. But no, I, th- I feel like this one's a sure thing. I don't even have anything else to say about it. Do you think the... Stuff? Is that just sounds? Or does that mean something in some language? That's a, I don't know. That's just sounds. 
mean, well, the name like, of the album is Tu Rae. Oh, yeah. You know how, like, <laughs> the Irish police officers are like, Tu La They're just all about it. Some Celtic bullshit. Yeah, it's like Celtic bullshit. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> just, just gibberish. Gibberish. Just like the title of the next song. Are you uh, talking about Da Da Da? Yes. By Trio. How long to the da da da's? Fifty three seconds. Ah. <laughs> I could I could fill uh, you wanna talk a little bit before we get to the worthwhile part? Yeah, this sucks. Yeah, this get to but the once da, you da, get da. once you get to the da da da, it's the whole rest is awesome. It's all about building it up to that joyous moment. This is a German band called Trio. I assume it's really boring to play in this band <laughs> considering how long this part goes on. <laughs> but the rest of the song is totally awesome. As we're about to find out ever, ever so soon. Oh, and you can see it's in German too. Foreign language song. I can see the German. Here we go. I used to think this was a 90s song because I was looking it up, it actually did become popular again. <laughs> 1997 because there's in these Volkswagen ads and I remember in music elementary music class Charlie Martin totally brought this in uh, Charlie Martin. professional wrestler professional <laughs> professional re- yeah you may know him as the uh, wrestler mankind <laughs> but he was really all about this this song and he, and he brought it in and I really liked it. I actually, oh, I know, I know what this is. I remember this from the Volkswagen commercials because they were everywhere. I don't know if you guys remember that. Nope. But it was originally released in 1982. And it, uh, that's basically all it is. Just like little beats, some little German here and there, some guitar on the chorus. And it's simple, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those songs that really gets in your head. I, I feel, though I feel like it's one of those ones that you either be like, oh, God, this again. Or like, yeah, da, da. It's like so it, mellow. It, it gets in your head for the wrong reasons. It's not because, like, oh, what a beautiful melody this is. I feel like it's really lazy. Yeah. Like it's the laziest chord progression with an even lazier <laughs> lyric. Here's you a can hit. call it that. They knew what they were doing. I'm not, I'm the not. biggest song of their career. Yeah, I'm not really about it either. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> well, he's retired. Yeah. But he's got all the pain to sit through the rest of his life. From in the ring. But he's got his uh, sock puppet friend. So. Yeah. He's got a friend. So, is that the first one we're going to say no to? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ba ba ba. I tried. Yeah, I, I respect the effort. Um, let's, let's go over to uh, modern English and listen to I Melt With You. I can totally imagine this being like a Cure song. Yeah. Maybe that style. But that's why I, li- I like that. I mean, to me. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure I get the physics of 
stopping the world and melting. I understand how that happens. Maybe the world, maybe like the world stops, so it like somehow trajects us towards the sun. That's my best guess. I guess does that means the world stops turning, right? That's what they're saying. I'll stop the world. Yeah. What else would it be? I don't know. Just so, everything like, freezes like yeah. day the earth stood still. Yeah. I guess. Maybe you direct sunlight. I understand why you have to take everything so literary. <laughs> uh, I guess I just I appreciate the lyrics because I would not come up with them because it, it doesn't make sense in my head. Stop everything just to be with you. Melt with you. Oh, it makes yeah. sense to me yeah. in a weird kind of way. It just makes sense. I melt with you. I get it. I get it. Okay. Yeah, you're going to have trouble if you're approaching this from a scientific standpoint. I remember the first time I heard this song was kind of Gerber show. I don't understand. I feel like this song is in lots of commercials. Like there was a Taco Bell commercial. It was like a cheesy like burrito because like the guy took a bite out of it and the cheese would like so, string out there and melt and so like it, gross. It, they use it because the cheese is melted. Yeah, but what's weird is it's I melt with you. So I feel like it's the person melting with the taco. Mm. Maybe it's like their stomach acid melting down the taco. I melt again. <laughs> too scientific. Yeah, but no. But this is a commercial though. You, you have to apply it in that way. Because, like, what are they trying to say? What does this song have to do with hamburgers or tacos? I mean, it had to do with melted cheese. Melted cheese, that is all. Well, what about the burger? Melted cheese on melted the burger? Melted cheese. That's not very... All, most burgers have melted cheese. Most things in America have melted cheese on <laughs> it. It's true. You could... Even fried chicken, unfortunately. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like the band was, uh, that did this song was not about how this song has uh, been in so many commercials. I mean, I don't know if they're, like... If they get paid for it or what? I mean, if they're getting paid for it, I don't know why they wouldn't like it, but maybe they don't. Maybe they get screwed over every time this plays. Every time it plays. So not only did... Sorry. <laughs> you can talk. You can talk. You can leave. <laughs> I can't... No, I can't We're sharing a mic, by the way. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, they're it's not trouble. sharing it in the cool way where they press their faces against each other. How is that the cool way? That's the cool Has way. Has anyone ever done that in that's the history you, of the world? That's how you melt together. You press your faces against each other. <laughs> it's got to be hot, though. Well, it'll get hot. Body heat. Does anyone actually have anything to say about this song? I love this song. Yeah, honestly, I, like I put it up as like one of the great love songs of the 80s, I think. Yeah. It's awesome. Good. So tender. Is that so it? Sweet. Sketchy and emotional. All right, yeah, and melty. Cheesy goodness. Uh, here's a band called A Flock of Seagulls and a song called I Ran So Far Away. This isn't about the country, right? This is about running. Well, the country's pronounced Iran. Oh. <laughs> I hate myself for having done that. <laughs> no, that's the. Re- I, I just said that to see what kind of joke you could make, and that's the one that happened. Uh, so, being born in 1988, I didn't really know the 80s. 
So I, I just had to you know, live vicariously through cinema and, and television and music. And I ran so far away, not only as a song that gives you a feel for the 80s, but uh, it's, it's, it's one of the go-to ones for like, hey, see, this TV show or movie is set in the 80s. See, we've got Flock of Seagulls playing. Which is weird, because I don't think this is a song that only appeals to 80s tastes. I think it's, it's pretty catchy with its fast-moving guitars and wavy synthesizers. And... Mm-hmm. Oh, Always I'm makes me think about Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. It, ma- it makes me want to protect my safe, because the mafia is trying to steal my money. Okay, got five. So you got to run so far James, away. Yeah, James Taylor's telling me. It's an inside joke that is dumb. Great. I'm glad we recorded it. Uh, but this was one of the big uh, early hits for uh, MTV, I feel like, early on. I feel like this is one of those videos that was in heavy rotation. What's the video about? They're just kind of in a room. Actually, it's kind of it's kind of crappy in a way. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crappy. <laughs> I feel like I, I look watch a lot of the videos that these songs um, <laughs> accompanied. A lot of them are really pretty crappy as far as production value. It's kind of amazing that these things were on TV. <laughs> well, what was cool about about this one is that there's this camera that's kind of moving. It looks like it makes it seem like the guys are kind of in a circle or they're like in a rotating room. But then the room, the ground is like aluminum foil and it looks really shitty and there's all these mirrors and it doesn't look that good. They don't oh, really look like they're having that much fun. People well, this just, is a serious song. This is serious. This is people serious. had just gotten color TVs back then, they? Aluminum foil looked great to them. Yeah, they just got color TVs 20 years before that. And I like the bass player's got his back to the camera, but the guitar player's at his the front, and they're standing next to each other. The guitar player looks like he's like 12 years old. He was I know he's younger than the other guys. Well, from, back in the 1980s, when bands reunited. The life expectancy was what, like 25? So he's pretty old by their standards. <laughs> How many statistical fallacies are we going to spread on this podcast? <laughs> Yeah, they, I, they had this band on Bands United, which was a great show on VH1 six years ago. <laughs> Still hoping they bring it back. But they reunited this band, and they seemed to have a, a good time, even though the lead singer guy was like, my new band's better than my old band. Except that he's British. I think. My new band's all better than my old band. <laughs> he Why does homeless. he have a higher voice when he's British? <laughs> It just where it, that's just where it went. All right. He looked like a homeless man. He was all fat and stuff. He didn't have the sweet hairstyle anymore. Because they had the, the flock of seagulls <laughs> cut. That was his thing. That was a that's, famous that's, haircut. That's pretty big that you got a haircut named after your band. It's like them your and one-hit wonder band. Rachel. Yeah. God, the flock of seagulls. So they're, they're pretty iconic, I feel like, when it comes to the, that, that era. Right. You gotta have. Them. I say it's a, it's a pretty good song too. That guitar is really sweet. Mm-hmm. How it just echoes like that. It's really cool. So much echo. So much echo. Too Big. much. Too much echo. It's. I think r- just enough. Just enough. Just enough. Just enough. Well, here's a song I can't get enough of. In a big country by Big Country. <laughs> We talked about this before. I don't know. I talk about it all the time. Well, I, remember. I mean, on on the podcast. I don't I think, think so. so. No. Here's its big moment. It's bound to happen. Make it worth it. 
I'm just all about in a big country. Uh, I actually got the whole The Crossing album, listened to it, and enjoyed it because a lot of it just sounds like this. Sweet, screaming guitars that kind of sound like bagpipes. They do kind of sound like bagpipes. Mm, just easily the most beautiful lyrics. When I've ever did heard you become a fan of this song, or how? I think I just heard on the radio, and I was like, I need to have this in my music library. This has to be at my command at all times. And then I tried to sell it to you guys, and we're really you guys weren't we're into like, it. Whatever. And then, like a couple years later, we were at Beth's Cafe in Seattle, and it came on the the radio there, and you know. As it is at best, the radio is always super loud. But this time we we're like, yeah, in a yeah, big country. I feel like I was like immediately getting into it. And then Kelly Burrell, the famous uh, author of books, was <laughs> uh, banging her head to it too. And then you guys are like, well, yeah, this, this is, is sweet. pretty good. And then I think over the course of that summer, I just got deeper in love with this song. Fell down the well. I did. And then, of course, Rock Band. Yeah, and then it was God. in Rock Band 3. I remember that day. That was like the greatest thing that ever happened to us. Which, what does that say about us? Oh, if that's no. the greatest thing that ever happened. Don't go there. Okay. Yeah. I, I genuinely love this song. When I was in San Francisco this summer, uh, Colin spotted the record. And there was no doubt in my mind, whatever it cost, which was only a dollar, but whatever it cost, I was going to own that record. And it's proudly displayed on my mantle next to my lightsaber. <laughs> what a great sentence He did not make that one up by no, the way. That's, that's all true. pure truth That's why it's so funny But yeah This is a song I really like that too. I love that part too Yeah that I part can't stay here I win. It's so emotional no. awesome. I like this song really feels like an anthem yeah. Which Kind of, it must be because it's called "In a Big Country" and the band's called Big Country. This is, this is like their theme song. They wrote their own theme song, and it's good. Which too. might be a bad thing considering their one-hit status. Yeah, well, I think they're popular in in the UK. It just never came over here. It worked like we did with this one song. But that song's huge over there. Yeah. So, yeah, they have their following. It's not really big over here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they could have been. They should have been. If I was there, they would have been. I'm glad to hear it. All right. Let's move it on. All right. How about Rob Basin DJ Easy Rock? It takes two. I can imagine this song being produced with John's keyboard. Oh, that hip hop mode on my keyboard? DJ! DJ! Ah! Oh. That's my favorite part of this song is those screams. I'd like to see that. I'd really love to see the song acapella. That and this flow is dirty. He's humble, too. He's not internationally known, but he is known to my rock. That's the what microphone. I miss about the kind of upbeat. Hip hop of the '80s. It was almost more like funk or something. The way it all plays out, the, the like the flows and just the rhythm to it, and sometimes more innocent. 
this song's just about having fun, right? It just it takes two to get things right. You know, that could mean anything. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it means something nice, like a bicycle built for two. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of the most infectious courses ever, right? Once you hear it, it takes two, you got the whole thing stuck in your head. You don't even have to get through it all. I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like I just like the whole thing. Because it's got the scream that goes on the whole time. So to me, it's like one big chorus. <laughs> like, that's my. The whole song is the hook. Uh, you guys ever see that video of that really fat basketball fan dancing to this? It's pretty great. He's like super morbidly obese. And he's at a, a 76ers game. And he's just dancing. Like, <laughs> the floor is going. <laughs> yeah, like Earthquake. And then he lifts up his shirt and it says Go Sixers. And there's all his man parts. Yeah, Flopping I think around. I've seen that. That sounds Wait, right. pretty great. <laughs> he dances to this alone. Alone. Aww. He's on the Jumbotron. So sad. But he barely fits. Well, there could have been someone else, but they just didn't fit on the Jumbotron. <laughs> It uh, really fit him. It took two to make fat. that joke. Because he basically said the same thing. You know, Colin, I don't think people would have picked up on that if you hadn't pointed it out. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but is this our only our only hip hop song on here? Uh, Do you have any others somewhere? Oh, the eighties. No. Some of these songs are hard to classify. I know. But I think this is the only one that's really straight up hip hop. Yeah, this is the only one you can play on the streets. People still respect you. So I, I like it. I like it. I like seeing it on the list. I like the possibility of it being on the list. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty good to me. Okay, sounds about right. Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock, bringing it all home. Yeah, like the next song, Major Tom coming home, but Peter Schilling. song gets really weird when it gets to the verse like when it gets to the bass part that over part like at first the song has the weirdest bass line i feel like for the rest of the song but i feel like it like grows on you after a while damn this song took a lot of growing on me uh I, I first got into it uh when the shiny toy guns did their cover of this song oh, really? and it was i think in a car commercial or something mm-hmm. And then I went back and heard the original, and I was okay with it. And then uh, on Breaking Bad, one of the characters performs a karaoke version of, of this song. Here's that bass line. Can we, can we hear that? It just seems weird. doesn't seem to be like the right speed or something. I don't know. There's something, but I really like that, too. <laughs> but this song is really, really cheesy. I mean, the first the time I came really aware of it was on that Breaking Bad where it was used for comedic effect. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not a cool song. And this, I'm just looking at the album cover. This guy doesn't look very cool. He's trying. He's trying with his sweet jacket. He really <laughs> wants to be David Bowie. Yeah, I guess so. Doesn't have any of the parts. The album's called Error in the System. And that's the weirdest thing. This isn't even an authorized... Like it's not like David Bowie said, "Yes, continue the Major Tom story." <laughs> this guy's like, "No, I, I need to put a happy ending on it because uh, 
I don't know. It's like doing a sequel enough. to American Pie. No one wants it. That's not true because I love Major Tom's fun. I like Major Tom. Earth below us. It just uh, it does seem weird that it's like a pseudo sequel. Yeah. It's kind of funny. But yeah, I mean, he's got his following. I was over at uh, at Jake's house, the the famous bass fisherman, uh-huh. and he's got a copy of this record. Nice. I was totally trying to listen to it. Wow. I don't know what his other songs sound like. Peter Schilling. I assume they're really bad. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we're kind of overselling it. It's pretty stupid. Yeah, it's catchy. I don't. Uh, <laughs> maybe it does take a while to grow on you because I've only heard this a couple times. And I th- it's pretty bad, right? Well, I think the chorus right? is really catchy. I think it's a good chorus. No, Nancy's saying no. I mean, bad. it is bad. Oh, okay. Well, okay. well, I think the chorus is pretty good, actually. The, yeah, I'm all right like. the, the chorus is really terrible. The terrible. Rest is just bad, yeah. And out of oxygen. The count goes on. Music video for this is actually really disappointing. It's not yeah, really sweet. He's like singing in a car. So the, and there's crappy shots, stock footage of space. It's you know, the best like, they could get. Shiny <laughs> <laughs> Toy Guns version is good. And the uh, I just heard the William Shatner version of this today. But he just talks it. It's pretty disappointing. Apparently last year William Shatner did a whole album of songs. And he titled it Major Tom or Coming Home or something like that. But he covered all the, like, any space song you can think of. William Shatner did a version of it. And that is available for probably a fairly cheap price on Amazon.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's like negative $2. Yeah, they, money. they pay you. I, I don't know. But I, I think it's being stricken for the record. Mm. Oh, yeah. By Yellow. God's sakes, John, put your pants back on. We're just gonna to, I, I thought we were just going to listen to the whole thing right now. But that, I felt like it. I just want to keep going. Yeah, it's just, it hits such a sweet groove, but that's Oh Yeah by Yellow, who I can't imagine had any other hits. I believe they are Swiss. If you're a fan of It's Always Sunny, this song is uh, De Bao Bao. <laughs> How do you write a song like this? Like what? You're sitting down, you're like... Oh, yeah. This is definitely a song that you come up with from dicking around. Well, yeah, you'd obviously come up with the instrumental. You're not just first. sitting on a beach with a notepad. I just wait. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> the moon. And I love that voice, which sounds like, I don't know, like Isaac Hayes' father or something. <laughs> it's, like it's that low. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> Strangely erotic. I don't think there's anything strange about him, baby. <laughs> it just feels natural. Oh yeah. I would love to see this uh, this song live. I just believe this is a duo. You like to go to a one-song concert? Just a, a, a festival with nothing but one-hit wonders. Get off the stage. Let's get on the next band. They don't even give him a chance. Uh, but I think most iconically, this this. Song is featured in Ferris Bueller, and I think that's where most people became aware of it. That's certainly where I became aware of it. 
Mm-hmm. I, they probably play it at some sporting events, maybe. I feel like this is a filler song if you played it at a sporting event. Like, there's nothing going on. I feel like I used <laughs> like to in between this. innings. Yeah, <laughs> I used to hear this at a Sonic game. Well, there you go. Because it just it has that it that catchiness. I feel like when a song's that catchy, you gotta put it in a wide public forum or something, or like an area where a bunch of people can hear it. And oh yeah, and, and just be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'd love to see someone do this at karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. They have to get real low. Only Isaac Hayes' father could do it. Who well, I assume is a zombie. Probably. That's so sad. Well, this this song is re- really lifts my spirits because it it's kind of funny. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely kind of cheesy because of that voice in there. But it's also just so damn catchy. But catchy for like. Not not because of like the words or like the chorus, because there really isn't anything. It just gets it's got that groove. Man. It's got the groove, yeah, and that's that's really interesting when you do that with a mostly, almost mostly instrumental song. I I I, I yeah, I guess I like it. How's everybody else feel about it? <laughs> I can't even. I don't have headphones on. I can't hear this. It's stuck in my head right now. Yeah. Just based off you guys going, oh yeah, it's. Okay, but I feel like it's not a song. It's more of just like a sound. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a, it's like a track of sounds. <laughs> a sound track, you say? No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. A track sound. Okay, a track sound. Music comes in all shapes and colors, man. Yeah, it's a f- fun little thing. Whatever it is. Well, I don't think I'd put it on the list. Oh, no. <laughs> there it goes. Should we take it uh, out of consideration? Here it goes. I'll do it. <laughs> so sad. Just brought the house down. The next song. Our house. Oh. The Madness. <laughs> Have a, a another song that was featured in like a Levi commercial recently. I think it was a car commercial. Yeah, they like it must be love. Yeah, I am all about that song. Was dun, that a dun. hit? I thought it was. Well, that here's the thing. I feel like this band, this song was such a huge hit for them that it's kind of overshadowed everything else they did. And in, in I feel like in a, in a way. Yeah, um, when I was like looking up whether this was. I don't know. I saw this song up on other like one hit wonders lists. Like the VH1 yeah, one one hit wonders, wonders, I guess. Maybe that song that you guys are talking about wasn't a hit. I mean, I know these guys had a bunch of hits in the UK. This is, I guess, was their only big one in America. Well, let me look it up. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I I don't think that It Must Be Love was like a. It's not like this song, you know? Just because a song's in a commercial doesn't mean it was a hit. But they're definitely a band that I know for some other songs, too. They also have that one cool, like, kind of ska song. One Step Beyond. That was on that episode of Freaks and Geeks when he was naked. Yeah. One Step Beyond. Um, you guys keep talking about how much you love Madness while I, while I read this real quick. Oh, Madness, man. It started off as ska, it seems like, but 
They're definitely a poppier version of Ska, I guess. And with this one, see, like this went full on. We're gonna, we're gonna make a this a huge hit. Why not? Okay, you according violins on. according to the Our House Wikipedia, the enormous American popularity of Our House means that they are often regarded as one-hit wonders in the USA. Though technically they are two-hit wonders in America, as the version of It Must Be Love also subsequently entered the U.S. Top 40. Our House is disqualified. All discussion must end now. <laughs> it's a good song, though. <laughs> but I, I like It Must Be Love as, as well. That's, that's pretty cool. All right. Hey. It's just over. Makes our job easier. So, sure. once again, I don't have headphones. This is Our House. Mm-hmm. Okay. I killed the song immediately after you said that, Jim. <laughs> good. I'm glad. <laughs> Fuck that shit. It's over. Good. I like to be safe. I like to keep things in order. That's why I like to listen to The Safety Dance by Men Without Hats. This is going to take a while. You know what I want to hear. If you're a Futurama fan, you know what part of this song I want to hear. You know what I'm talking about, Sean? There we go. That's like the greatest synth part ever right there. This beep, 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 beep. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, it's great because there's this episode of Futurama where there's this guy who's frozen in the 80s. And uh, I was like, remember that song, Safety Dance? It was like, yeah, we can dance, we can dance, dun, 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 dun. And he keeps doing that, that episode, and it's pretty funny, so... I like that part, but I like all that. That this song has like a lot of different parts. It takes forever to get to like the actual song. Uh, it's pretty pretty cheesy, but uh, it's it's catchy. Got that chill attitude. I mean, you can dance if you want to. What I like about this guy is I feel like he's really serious about this. He seems pretty like intense. Yeah, he does. I've seen that video. Dancing with like the Dancing dwarves. With, yeah. It's all In a medieval, medieval village. Yeah. That's when the safety dance was invented. Merlin was doing the safety dance. <laughs> I think there was a, an actual dance, too. But you can, you know, look that up. I don't think they do it in the video. They're just kind of frolicking around. No, they're doing, like, you know, around the maypole. <laughs> I mean, medieval stuff. I remember this is one of those songs that I'd always hear at work. Everyone's like, God, this again. I'm like, yeah. Dun 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 dun. Because they always play the long version. This is almost five minutes song. I don't know if there's even there might even be longer versions. And I feel like this song is one of the the last tracks on the album it is on, which seems to be a trend now with these big '80s one hit wonders. They're really trying not to be one hit wonders. Maybe maybe they just they know what how huge what they have is you know. Just trying to bury the songs mm-hmm. deep into the album. Which, of course, was a problem with 80s technology because with 8-track players, you could just listen to the last song and then throw it away because they were entirely disposable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you got? I like the song, but I'll acknowledge it's kind of dopey. What do you guys think? I love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I think for the sake of cutting, we should cut it. All right. But I got Sean on my side, though. I love it. We're eating up all the cheese here tonight. Getting all bloated. Just making sure it doesn't melt away. Getting all bloated. Getting all tainted.
It's like our next song, Tainted Love, Soft Cell. This band is only two guys. One guy that sings and one guy that does everything else. Isn't that awesome? I can believe it. That's a lot of pressure. They're ahead of their time. He's got to do all the beeps and boops. I assume they have a drum machine. Yeah. Shit don't sound real. <laughs> this song makes you think of one thing. Do you guys know what that is? It's a movie. Mm. It's a comedy movie from the 90s. If you don't know it, you're nah, not going to get it. Nah, 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 nah. Coneheads. Yeah. yeah. The song is heavily featured, and then at the end when Dan Aykroyd is put in the like war zone area with the giant rancor looking spoiler spoiler alert for a movie that came out in like 1993 and there's the giant conehead monster and Dan Aykroyd's scared and he starts singing this song ah, ah, got to get away and everyone's like what the fuck is what the fuck what the fuck fuck is it all coming back Sean no, as soon as you said conehead it all it's not, not quite right they don't back. drop as many f-bombs <laughs> in your version but yeah, that's basically the scene from Coneheads, and that's how I'll always remember this song. To me, it's like it was written for Coneheads. So in your head, it's just Dan Aykroyd going, Exactly. And I like that. His weird sharp teeth. Aside from that, I do like the song, though it is a little whiny. I think. I don't know about it. It's so cool. So cool and detached. This guy, yeah, but this guy thinks he's cool. Yeah, but um, Have you ever seen that guy? I'm He's okay like 89 pounds. He deserves it. He is cool for at least his, his 15 minutes. This song. song's 15 minutes long? <laughs> no. <laughs> I do have a pretty long version. It's like nine minutes long. Oh, you have the know. alternate version? I guess. I don't know how I ended up with it. How long is that? I said it's nine minutes. Nine minutes? Jesus. How much of that is just... Uh, uh. I don't know. We can see if you want to keep talking about the song for nine minutes. I don't want to talk about it at all. It just keeps going. <laughs> well, that's what I can only, I can only assume. Because it nah. doesn't seem to have a lot of parts. But uh, nah. John, cool. when you assume, you just make an ass out of you and me. Well, I've heard the whole song. <laughs> Never heard that saying before? Whatever, man. You want to fight about it? You want to take on me? I think everyone else does. I feel like these songs... I guess it wasn't that long, but I feel like a lot of these songs take a long time to get get where you want to go, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know why that is. It's because I guess there's like a lot of synths and you like to like dick around a bunch. <laughs> I think it's the same thing as like they know this might be their the only hit so they're just trying to stretch it out as long as possible. But this is by AHA and they're Scandinavian? <laughs> possibly <laughs> Swedish? Possibly Wait, Swedish? Norwegian. Dutch? I don't think the comic made it clear where it a lot of A lot of European bands on this list. It was a breakout time for Europop. People wanted more of that. I don't know well, why. 
Because, you know, Cold War, man. Couldn't get that shit out. And AHA is Norwegian. Norwegian. So we were close. Our people. Represent. Uh, well, of course, this is known for its pretty famous music video where they got the band and they're in a comic book world and this woman goes in the comic world and they come out of the comic book world. And I think it still looks pretty cool. Yeah, it is. What it is. It's it's simple. They're just like pencil on white paper. And this song's so emotional, so you really feel for the main guy when he gets out of the paper and he starts glitching out. He's like... Yeah, he's all sweaty. Makes him so sweaty. That could be like a movie. I, I'd see the, uh, the Take Odd Me movie. <laughs> Why didn't they get on that shit, man? That guy is so handsome. He is. I saw some pictures <laughs> recently. Uh... These aren't, you know, like, dirty pictures. <laughs> and he's still super handsome. He's like a poor man's Patrick Swayze. He, he does kind of look like Patrick Swayze. So I don't know why they didn't get uh, Take On Me, the movie. He'd be fighting the drawing guys. He'd be Wrench. like, who framed Roger the Rabbit? Wrenches, yeah. Wrench yeah. men. <laughs> oh. <sighs> <sighs> I don't know what that was. You guys really enjoy that. But no, this is one of those classic ones that I think everybody likes. I don't know that I know someone who doesn't like it. Anybody, Come out right now. Anybody step up? You're going to have to take on Sean. Yeah. Take me on. And this yeah. is... I, I, this sticks out in my hand. Cause, or my hand. It sticks out of my hand. <laughs> sticks out in my head. Because of the uh, impossibly high note he hits in the chorus every yeah. time, I try. You gotta go for it, Chad. I try so hard every time we play this in rock band. I feel like most of the time I get to sing it, and I go for it. It just doesn't. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. I attempt it, but I think I'd break my microphone. Best just to leave it to the professionals. Yeah. That's a lesson I learned the hard way. But this, I think this is guaranteed. It's just so 80s. So? Just go on. There's no cool transition, apparently. No. Tarzan Boy. Bye. <laughs> Baltimore. Wait, really? Yeah. Baltimore. Get to the cool part right here. Hey, it's like Tarzan. I first heard Tarzan Boy in the immortal classic Beverly Hills Ninja, uh, mm-hmm. the 90s. Chris Farley climbs up a palm tree, and he's trying to get on top of this building, so he starts swaying it back and forth. And mm-hmm. Chris yes. Rock's like, come on! He's at the bottom, like in a car, and then mm-hmm. he slingshots himself like across this, the the top of the building, and then he falls on a truck. He's like, gah, gah. Yes. like in, in total Chris Farley fashion. I'm like, wow, that song's really catchy. Oh, and it, it's funny because it's like he's like Tarzan in the uh, in the movie. Tarzan wouldn't have palm trees. Well, he's it, that's the joke though. He's like a poor man's Tarzan. But he's trying to use the trees to his advantage. 
This song is pretty stupid in that I'm pretty sure it is just kind of about like being a Tarzan type kind of guy. Singing about the jungle and stuff. Doesn't seem like it. It's like a metaphor. Or it means something else. This is just a full-on dance pop song, and the group is Baltimore. I think they're from Italy. Uh, this is like the shittiest music video I've ever seen. I saw that. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. It's a guy. It's a guy in front of a green screen with really terrible images. But I think the worst part is this terrible filter. It just looks so bad. It, it looks like I don't know something somebody made on a VHS tape and like like a make your own music video like booth. They probably thought it looked so cool back it's then. It's just though. horrible. It, it cuts to the four different screens of him singing. Going side to side, going. She's got a shitload of eyeliner on. Yeah, He's trying to be all David. Bowie trying to be all like. Bowie, definitely. <laughs> He's got lots of makeup. <laughs> he can't do it. He's one of a kind. Yeah. But what I do admire about this song is that it's catchy, and all they have to do is go. Oh, it's you know, there's no words there. That's uh, all they need. Well, still step up from going. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Song is classic. It is less words. I feel like a lot of songs upon this list are a total gibberish. Da da da, oh yeah. Oh, that's what Tarzan does. And don't we all want to be a Tarzan boy? I've never been able to do the Tarzan sound. Anyone here do that? Just goes, oh, oh! It's his chest. No, you know, where you like. You like change the oh, 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 oh. You just did it. It's pretty good. Uh, it's better than what I just did. I don't, <laughs> horrible. I don't know what you did. I just started hitting my chest. You went into some weird primal rage mode. <laughs> I was doing the King Kong. So I mean, you guys probably don't, you know, think about this fondly like I do from the nineties. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I, I wasn't familiar with this one. I was familiar. I have seen a movie. Um, not one I would have put. Well, on at least you list. saw the movie. At least you saw Beverly Hills Ninja. I did see Beverly Hills Ninja. I'm pretty sure I've seen all the Chris Farley movies. Aunt Nancy's input. Let's hear. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know if it's list worthy. I was just expecting you to totally insult it. That'd have been good. But yeah, I understand. Oh, I mean, I, I like that one part, but that's all I like. <laughs> yeah, the rest is pretty. The, the whole song should just be oh. <laughs> be like forty seconds long. No, it'd be like five minutes long. Just looped. Just looped. And uh, I don't know what the name of that band is. Like, why it... What the hell that means. I assume it's some Italian thing. Ah, so I should have been pronouncing Baltimore. Yeah. I suppose you have to put your hand up in the air. Ah, yes, Baltimore. Italians are fine people. Yeah, tender. Heartfelt and tender. Uh huh, like general public. There's another 80s one hit wonder that I heard, and I was like, I like this. I'm going to show it to the guys. And it was met with a cold reception. I've never heard this song until today. I remember you showing it to me, and I had heard it before, like from working at Red Apple. Uh, see, a I, famous I never international that. conglomerate. Um, <laughs> I just remember hearing it and be like, this sounds just like the English beat. And I'm like, oh, that's because the two guys that are in this band are the two guys from the English beat, who are another notable 80s band. 
who I liked. Uh, this song's okay. It doesn't really do much for me. I just really like the hook. That's it. Yeah, I feel like the whole song is just built around the dun 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 dun. And I think that's really, really great. That's pretty good, but the rest of the song is it's like, oh, just all right. Oh, oh. Yeah. Like, if that's how you're going to start singing, <laughs> you should probably just go back to not singing. Go back to doing the English beat. But yeah, I, I don't know. Something about the song really works for me. I had to, I had to have it on the list. But I, I understand that we talked about it. We're going to have to keep talking about it if you guys don't want to. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I hate, to, I hate to do that to you, but... Sometimes these things just get a little masturbatory, and that's fine. Uh, just like our next song, Turning Japanese by The Vapors. <laughs> Is this racist? No, I, I swear to God, it's about masturbating. Turning Japanese is not about masturbating. It has. It just talks the lead about singer of the band freaking went on he TV is to full say, of shit. He has okay. no idea what he's okay. talking about. Okay. All the lyrics are, "I've got your picture, and I want to see your like." I yeah, see but your what the skin. hell is? Well, how is turning Japanese? What does that line have to do about masturbation? That's you're squinting hard because you're in <laughs> just deep in the throes of ejaculation. Deep euphoria is coming over you. <laughs> Why would somebody write something that's not only like, oh god, that's like racist, because like squeezing your eyes? It's about masturbation. So you're saying the song's about <laughs> masturbation, and the song is racist. Yes, yes, it's filthy it and is racist. guilty on both counts. That's no, no. This is it's about like absorbing Japanese culture. What does Japanese culture have to do with? I'm putting my picture it's, of you up in my prison well, cell. It's a, <laughs> Does he say prison cell? I don't recall anything out of prison cell. It's he's in love with someone, and maybe and she, she's like it. Japanese. He's, he's just getting into all that stuff. I'm not buying God. it. I'm absolutely not buying it. I think you're making a pretty good case for it, Sean. Maybe we can devote an entire podcast to the subject because it seems like a deep one. But uh... string Japanese is about jerking, and I'm fine with that. Because it's a fun song to it's listen fun. to. It's so upbeat, so it's fast. It's a funny racist topic to write a song about, and I'm pretty cool with like them pulling that one over on everyone. Just ha ha ha, talking about self pleasure. I like it, but you're making me not like it. <laughs> Just talking about all this stuff. This like, is a night. This is an upbeat, fun song. Yeah, about a deranged maniac who's been locked up in prison and. He's looking forward to his next conjugal visit really, really a lot. So he's jacking all the time. He's turning Japanese. Yeah. He can't yeah, be stopped. Uh, well, no sex, no drugs, no wine, no women. Prison. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Why even bother putting in the dun 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 if it is no way about Asian culture? Because clearly these people, they studied the ancient art of magic and learned about misdirection. Like, you think if they're writing the song, they probably would have come up with the da 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 putting that in there before maybe the turning Japanese part of, like, lyric. I don't even give a shit anyway. I like the song, though. I think we all like the song. I just don't like how Sean likes it. (laughs) 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 The music video is nothing like that. Well, obviously not. 
<laughs> if they made that music that's video. Not the, that's not the video they really wanted showed. They had a, they had a different vision. It's maniac. Did not pictures of God. people's organs. Jerking it to it. Deal with it. <laughs> You've had like 30 years to get used to this. Well said. Net. We like it. It's probably beyond the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite possible. <laughs> Moving on. It's a song I've never heard before. Could, could you could you quit whispering? Whisper to a scream. Birds fly. Icicle works. I thought you'd scream. <laughs> You gotta get to the sweet percussion in this. Yeah. It's got so such awesome percussion. So fast. This is whisper to a scream. There you go. Bird's fly. Like that better? <laughs> what kind of bird do you think it is? Condor. Does it matter? Put the, did you put this on here, Colin? Yeah, I kind of put it on as a reaction to your guys' picks, because you guys put some on that are kind of obscure, and I didn't even know, and all I could think of for this list was really big, well-known ones, and I was like, that's, that's lame, don't I know any like lesser-known one-hit wonders? So I was kind of searching through the internet. Of course, that's like a weird idea, lesser-known one-hit wonder. I guess, but there are some that are hits, but not as well-known to our generation. Mm. And I stumbled on this one, which is one I had heard, you know, on the radio at work. I'm pretty about it. Yeah, I like it. I, lo- I love, like, I love that percussion. Yeah, it's so cool. And this, I heard this song for the first time today, but uh, I do enjoy it. But I think that's also going to hurt it for me, just because I haven't had as much time to grow with it. Yeah. And it's getting to the point where it's got some pretty tough, you know, competition with some of the some of the bigger, the heavier hitters coming up to the show you know yeah i agree with you <laughs> i'm just kind of happy i stumbled onto this song because i didn't know about it well, i definitely didn't know about it i and i think that's probably because it has a weird name and the band has a weird name yeah think um, about the name is they had to change it for the u.s in britain it was birds fly parentheses whispered to a scream but the record company was like no we refuse to release a song Called that. It has to be called Whisper to a Scream, parentheses, Birds Fly. Yeah, I downloaded it and it was called Birds Fly, Whisper to a Scream. Yeah. But I just uh, Because <laughs> they wanted people to know, like, the chorus, so people would. <laughs> Here it comes! But isn't the point of the parentheses thing because you didn't want to tell the song so, that? But, that? But that's the chorus? That wasn't enough. Funny. I don't know. I feel like if you put in parentheses, that just makes you think the chorus is going to be like, Birds fly, <laughs> dun, 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 fly in the sky. I like where you're going with that. I want to hear that song. Sounds like uh, Love Hurts. <sighs> no, it sounds like Michael McDonald. Carl does an excellent Michael McDonald. I do. <laughs> Unintentionally. Oh, yeah. We were recording an album once. 
There's a little taste. First Sounds good. Let's get on that. Let's pit, let's write it for him. All right. He's probably all out of ideas by now. But it is chopping time, gentlemen, and I think this one gets chopped. Yeah, that's fine. Now the tough part because it involves simple math. How many are there? Uh, we got computers to do that for us. <laughs> we got twelve. We got twelve. Oh man. Gotta lose two. Well, I don't like ninety nine loof balloons. I'm sorry, you guys. That's just how I feel. Overruled. Whoa. <laughs> so counterattack, what's your what's your cut? I'd probably take off I'm not too crazy about tainted love. Mm-mm. I could kinda I could get behind that, maybe. Mm. I'm a pretty big fan of tainted love. Mine would be beds are burning. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, that's like another one that's pretty new to us, and it's not. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's. I think it's pretty good, but you guys got to hear it more. Maybe it is. It it still is my official anthem for 2012, but I suppose we're gonna have to take it off. It isn't quite as big as some of these other ones. Okay, so. Ninety nine loof balloons, definitely. Don't you don't you guys love that song? No. I told you I think I it know, sounds like I know Bopper. you don't like it, obviously. But I feel like Colin and Sean liked it quite a bit. I'm pretty about ninety nine loof balloons. Yeah. The question to me is am I more about it than other songs? I'm not really about turning Japanese that much. Did that ruin it for you? No, I just never thought it was that great of a song. Okay. Yeah, I like ninety nine loofed balloons better than turning Japanese as well. And well, I love I love Sean's interpretation. I mean, that's what the correct interpretation. Yeah. I'm that, just that I'm actually, just saying the the main the guy who wrote it came out and explained what it's about. So whatever, because who, no one goes Write out there sick twisted <laughs> fantasies. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing everyone he didn't exist. This is just the band, the Vapors. <laughs> the hell are you talking about i'm telling you if you could scan the entire world to singing along with you and loving your song about a mentally insane person in a prison cell masturbating you don't just ruin that you don't just go out there and say where's the prison part coming from i swear he says sell at some point i'm pretty sure you're just putting that together i feel like he does he says maybe i got your picture on my cell something like that and they're not talking about cell phones that didn't exist i I thought he's saying picture on pictures on my wall Maybe he's talking about Cell from uh, Dragon Ball Z. Right, yes. <laughs> he has a super strong genetic well, Japanese yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. That's a good one. Except that 1995, I think, is when Cell showed up. Well, anyways, Turning Japanese is a pretty good song. It's going to be pretty hard for me to want to take it off. Uh, I suppose, I mean, I've already told you guys what my least favorite is. Uh, Tainted Love is probably my next pick for... In lines of one. I'm not that crazy about It Takes Two either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I kind of hear what you're saying. I, I hate to take that off because it's the one hip-hop song, but... Mm-hmm. Pro- I probably do like the other ones a little better. Yeah. I've got your picture. I've got your picture. I'd like a million of you all around my cell. It's all right there, people. It's all right there. <laughs> You're you're a sick man, John. 
Well, what do we do? We gotta get we gotta get down to list making time. <sighs> Colin, where are you? Where are, where am I? Yeah, I'm over here, buddy. No, I I I mean, like, what song would you take off? Um, I guess uh, turning Japanese. I already said that, didn't I? I, I guess thought... I could do it takes two as well. I like turning not... Japanese more than it takes two. I'm not... And, and Matt, like Sean. <laughs> I like it for my own reasons, and that's fine. But you're wrong. Um, <laughs> so you're Matt, Colin, and John. You're all okay with taking it's take two off the list. It takes two off the list. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's lose. I like that you're giving a thumbs up. Yes, he's giving us. I guess up. you have to. They have to share mics. So they got to work with what they yeah. got. Um, so I guess that'll be our number eleven, in, unlisted, of course. But we'll know, and you'll know. For listeners, if you made it this far, but turning Japanese will be number ten, I guess. Really, you you're putting it below ninety nine loof balloons. Didn't it almost get cut? I feel like that's the just I the. I feel rule. like everyone likes love balloons, and the only reason John doesn't is because he was overexposed. Okay, I yeah, that's hell of a tune, and it's teeny bopper music. All right, that's a lot of dead space. So, oh yeah, I'm just like thinking that. about Toto right now. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> boo. Okay, <laughs> that I, didn't even make it on our that list though. <laughs> I think Tainted Love is also going to be on the lower end of the spectrum. Yeah, probably because it was one of the ones that was discussed. So, so below. Non and Nunzig. Yeah, you can put it at. You can put it at nine. Oh, but that's so perfect for 99 loof balloons. You want to put it? You, go ahead, then. Put 99 loof balloons in nine. But it doesn't look yeah. like that's what's playing out. Tainted Love is our number nine. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, then yeah. is it 99 loof balloons? Yeah, I yeah. think I like all the songs more that are still on the list. Next, I'd probably go with Cars. I'm with you. Where are I feel you? like I like 99 Luff Balloons way more than Cars. Cars is like, that snuck in there. I'm not even about that song like at all. <laughs> but I digress. It's okay. John doesn't like 99 Luff Balloons. So all of us say Cars next, except for you, Colin. So Colin, where, where are you? Uh, put Iran. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. All like right. Sean said, that's like <laughs> the official anthem of the 80s. That's going to be a little higher. Uh, you with me, Sean? Doesn't do that I, much uh, for me. I, I do. It's fine. I agree with Colin, th- those are actually two songs I, I would put together: Cars and Iran. I, I think. Yeah. Cars better than Iran? They, are you serious? They, no, no. I, I would. I just mean like seven and six. Okay, that sounds like a general opinion. So, Cars at number seven, and Iran. So far away. On this, is number that your six. number one, John? It's not my number one. I just thought it's, I just think it's better than Cars. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you. Mm. Ooh, this is where it gets tricky. I don't maybe, know, maybe eight, six, seven, five. Yeah. Or... I would, I would agree with that. That or Take On Me. Take On Me, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Take On Me next. I like eight, six, seven, five, three, nine, too much. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Make it happen. A lot of the appeal of Take On Me is it's a great music video. Yeah, I guess. 
And I'm sure 867-539 had a shit. It was probably just them, like, in a bar or something. Yeah, who even knows what the video for that is? I feel like it was just them, like, in a, like, you know, on a set, like a dark set, just black behind them, and they were just, like, rocking out. Yeah, they had lots of those in the 80s. Let the music speak for itself. Sounds like the Loverboy video. Yeah, or, like, Jump by Van Halen. They're just, they're just on a stage. <laughs> it's all you need. Sometimes music speaks for itself. You don't need shitty 80s filters. Talking to you, Baltimore. <laughs> Calling you out. Okay, so... Big three. I'm going with I Melt With You at three. That's I'm, my pick. I'm going with Come On Eileen at three. I think I'm Come On Eileen at three as well. Aww. I like Come On Eileen. What about you, Nancy? Come On Eileen or I Melt like With You? I like Come On Eileen better. I'd go with Melt With You on three, too. Not that this matters, but I just feel like on every 80s... One hit wonderless. It's always number one, and I really like it. So, like, I could definitely imagine at least higher than I met with you. I guess come on, Eileen. There's a lot more going on than I met with you. Like, yeah, I, I feel like it has more re-listen mm-hmm. value. Okay, I've listened to it, a but I'll times. say I've listened to I met with you a lot more than come on, Eileen. Congratulations on a parade. Fuck you. What kind of response is that? Jesus. Okay, fine. You want to put I Melt With You at number three? <laughs> Should be yeah. a dick. What have you done? All right. Well, Let's I don't. Do it. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's okay. I don't care. I'm just glad we didn't even have to have a big country discussion. Well, honestly, I would have put I Melt With You over in a big country. Well, I would have put Come on, Eileen over a big country, but I don't no, think I have no. any passion that matches yours. No, no. Yeah, you guys, I feel like Sean's passion. At least is... let me finish before you start saying no, no. Yeah. I'm on your side here. Let him say his Top 10 songs ever written by musicians. <laughs> Up there with, you know, Mozart. The happy birthday song. Yeah, happy birthday song. So good. Bagpipe guitars. Sounds like it's uh, settled then. Yeah, unless someone. I mean, it's not going to be Colin that brings it down. And I can't. Not anymore. Yeah, I'm all about any big country band. So good. So good. So I guess that's it. That's our list. Yeah. Wasn't so bad. Wasn't bad at all. Our top 10. One hit wonders of the 1980s. Number 10 is The Vapors with their hit Turning Japanese. Number 9, Soft Cell and the song Tainted Love. Number 8, Nina with 99 Loof Balloons. Number 7, Gary Newman with Cars. Number 6, The Flock of Seagulls. A Flock of Seagulls? Flock of Seagulls with Iran so far away. Number 5, Aha with Take On Me. Number four, Tommy Two Tone with eight six seven five three zero nine Jenny. Number three, uh, Modern English with I Melt with You. Number two, wait, why are you laughing at me? Man? Doing my thing. <laughs> Dexy's Midnight Runners uh, with Come On Eileen and number one, Big Country with the best song ever written in a big country. <laughs> Uh, if you disagree with me, uh, maybe you have a different interpretation of turning Japanese. Maybe you, for some reason, don't like In a Big Country. Uh, either way, I'd love to hear from you over at mildlyplease.com, or if that scares the shit out of you, you can send us an email at uh, 
t3 at mildlyplease.com. No, no one will know but me. Uh, until next time, we've been Top 10 Thursday. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.